Hello, I'm Leah Householder. I'm a leader on our technology and data science team at Cineos Health. One critical part of my job is our annual trends report. It gives me the unique opportunity to talk with hundreds of experts who work on the front lines of healthcare around the world and interrogate the latest data and technology to not only anticipate change, but to influence it, to know it, to be more prepared when it arrives. 2023 will be a year of renewal and reimagining. After the last few years, our senses are sharpened around what we need to learn. Let's learn together. Welcome to the Cineos Health Podcast 2023 Health Trends Edition. I'm very excited to be here today with my colleague, Sky Hudson. So the trend we're going to be talking about is digital transformation, start, stall, restart. And Sky, I think you know the current state of digital transformation was one of the key topics in our trends report this year. And I look forward to talking to you more about it. But let's start with you. I'd love to just have you tell us more about your role at Cineos and why digital transformation is an important part of it. Yeah, fantastic. And thanks for having me, Leah. So I'm in our strategic business development team. And within that, I really have two remits. One is sales strategy. And the objective here is how we can really drive sustainable growth as a company. And the other is the operationalization of that. So how we can really enable our strategy, how we can enable our teams. And for me, what's really interesting about why digital transformation matters is it's really impacting what we sell, how we differentiate mm -hmm. from our competition, our client expectations, the solutions we build, and really the outcomes we deliver can all be enabled by digital transformation. It also impacts how we sell, the insights we have on customers, how we have that surround sound about our customers, how we approach them, being proactive, learning from our experiences and really understanding what matters to them. And I think finally, really important, how we deliver. Right. Digital transformation allows us to really drive automation, efficiencies, quality, and it really changes how we engage and how we operate. So really exciting. I'm really excited to talk about the delivery and a few questions in the future here, but if I can ask from a strategy standpoint, is there a moment where you feel like you've surprised a customer with something you've been able to bring forward with digital transformation or maybe just a different way of thinking about data and thinking about the intelligence that helped you make a data-driven decision? I think in my experience, it's that consultative engagement mm -hmm. that data analytics, this way of working brings, and really being able to recognize the client problems to get to a level of specificity that means they have confidence. Again, they come to us for strategies, and we can inform those strategies with the data, can inform the solutions we put forward. So for example, Large Pharma, we've engaged with them to help them understand new ways of working, how they might collect data in the long term for following patients in creative mm -hmm. ways, where it really brings patient specificity. And they found that surprising in how we engage, because no one solved this. Small biotechs come to us for very different reasons. They maybe look for ways of operating more virtually, more flexibly. And for me, that way of being able to iterate, to solve problems driven by data is really powerful because it gives clients confidence, it allows us to de-risk it for them. And when we deliver it, it allows us to change the way we engage, to take a de-risking approach, scenarios, all of that. Yes. So I find it's actually that engagement allows you to drive and the confidence clients have in the solutions you put forward. So tell me about that part of your team. How have you built confidence in your team that they're able to use data, they're able to think about digital differently? You and I, we've grown up in this together. Yeah. But I know you're bringing a whole group of people along with you. What are you doing as a leader to make them feel confident in working with clients that way? And I think it comes with specificity. So being very clear, what problems are you solving for the client? And I think as an organization, we have a great opportunity to really look at the fundamentals and the basics. Clients come to us, they want to know that we have confidence in the sites we collect. They want to know we have confidence in recruiting the patients and the quality data. So by having 
examples and use cases that are well-defined, well-rounded, that have been incubated, that we've taken to a point of maturity, we've actually worked very closely with the business so people understand how it works. And once they have faith in it, and the, the proof is in the pudding, right? You see the data, you've implemented, you have client feedback. That really motivates and engages a team to be part of it. The pull-through comes. And again, we have really great teams and people. And for me, it's about how can we prioritize and show people where that value is, bring real case studies for them, and then it gets pulled into opportunities. Because again, our teams are trying to solve problems for clients on the day-to-day. -day, and they Absolutely. want a toolkit that they can do that with. So by solving it and taking that methodological approach, and helping people understand we're on a journey here and releasing it and drip feeding it, I think you can really drive that adoption. And I think people are hungry for it. They want to differentiate against the competition. They want to win for our customers. I think by giving them those constructs and those solutions, it kind of automatically gets adopted. I love to hear that. So there's no question that the last few years have accelerated digital transformation. Oh, yes. We've both lived through this. Yeah. The change was driven by both efforts and effects, I would say. Yeah. So efforts to protect people from COVID, but then the effects of those changes had on longer term expectations for speed, for ease, for choice. And what I think I saw for our large clients particularly was that roadmaps that once spanned five to seven years were pulled super quickly forward to build technological capabilities and human confidence. So for a customer standpoint, experience were reimagined with relatively agile partner ecosystems. So I'm just wondering what your take about the future is. Did that urgent response, that active move to digital transformation, is that something that was a path forward? Or was it an interesting learning opportunity? Or where do we go from here? I think it's both. Before COVID, certain companies were investing already in infrastructure. They were experimenting. And I think those companies, if it was part of the operating model, part of their business model, we're really well positioned to capitalize on COVID. For them, it's accelerated that transformation. They're now in a great position where they've been able to capitalize. COVID brought that scalability that so many initiatives struggle with. So for them, great. For other people, I think COVID drove a need in this environment to operate differently. Mm -hmm. So they brought agility. And agility meant people had to work in new ways. The environment was changing. And that accelerated learning. The challenge there is if they didn't invest early, the fundamentals are still problematic. The change management, the processes, the technology, the culture, and these things don't get solved in 12 months, 18 months. So I think those companies, they had a learning experience. I think they have great examples of innovation probably within the organization, but they still need to invest heavily to solve some of the structural issues if mm -hmm. they want to see that long-term return. So I think it's both. And we've definitely seen companies who made their early investment, they're performing fantastically, they had great growth. I think other companies who maybe didn't have been working through some of the operational challenges or the ways of working that manifested as a result of COVID. So more firefighting versus really being able to thrive in that environment. One of the things that happened during the last few years is that all of our, not all of our, but a lot of our clients and sponsors really ramped up connecting with physicians and overall practices in a digital channel to the point that potentially it was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And now we're watching some healthcare systems and some practices say no access. You yep. cannot reach us in the inbox. How do you think about right-sizing digital transformation for people's willingness to engage as the world continues to change? I think it's always about appropriate use. So, for example, yeah. as you look to right-size, so physicians are saying no because they are overwhelmed coming out of COVID. They're still working through the backlog. They have been burnt out. There's a lot of stress. 
So this overwhelming digital engagement, we went from this environment mm-hmm. where you have one face-to-face meeting every few weeks to just every sponsor, every company, every vet, it probably overwhelmed them. So for me, I think you need to find out what you're trying to achieve and drive. And by coming back to the basics and really focusing on, when you say digital transformation, you know, some of the core things you want to be known for, that I think helps a lot. Because then it's like, well, what do I want the physician experience to be? And then focus on, and put okay. the user in mind, I think, because... I do feel sorry for people. So much has changed in an environment with such volatility. But taking it back to basics and wrapping digital transformation around your core offerings, I think that's a safe way to incrementally move through, drive that adoption and de-risk it a bit. So, Sky, one of the threats to transformation in the post-pandemic era is this palpable decrease in the urgency to change. Mm. So how can companies or even leaders within companies maintain momentum and commitment as we move into yet another new era of change. I'm just curious what you think about that. There's different catalysts for that. I think that people who've been doing it well for COVID and are coming out are performing well. And I think that competition is probably driving an urgency in the market to be competitive. It's also introduced expectations from clients of what they would like. And I think that has the pull through then in turn because client expectations change. They've seen different options they're probably approaching things differently. I think that the expectation from clients and the competitive pressure is probably driving that. There are a lot of companies have learned a lot. And I think by reflecting on the context within their company, looking at, for example, how you wrap it around the operating model you have, and really what your business model is, if you can stay close and true to that, leveraging some of those learnings from COVID around agility, and I think not boiling the ocean, being quite specific and mm-hmm. purposeful, I think that will allow leaders to maintain momentum build on the successes they've had from COVID. I think a lot of companies also worked out what didn't work. That probably allows you to evaluate things. That big digital transformation program. And coming out of COVID, many companies, that's accelerated that learning. And they probably have a good way of tackling that. And also having proof points that have supported business cases and probably really help you translate that five, seven-year roadmap into something a bit more pragmatic and bite-sized. So I feel quite positive for leaders to be able to maintain that momentum. So take me into the mindset of the customers who you're talking to. Are most of them being very optimistic about the continuation of digital transformation or are some leaning back, some leaning forward? What are you seeing overall in the market? I think the challenge is different customers are trying to achieve different things. So ultimately, smaller biotech companies are probably still very hungry just for the core operating model. It comes down to the fundamentals and the basics. I don't think a biotech will be looking heavily at digital transformations at least as a standalone. They might come to us and work with us and we can partner. And there for me, it's all about efficiencies, scale. And some of those biotech models are looking to more virtual ways of working. So yes, I think they're looking for ways of operating and will they call it digital transformation? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think they'll just look at ways of partnering with us and with others in a world of greater digital connectivity. And they were looking for something very different versus a large pharma company. I think large pharma are probably reevaluating now. In the broader market, there's a lot of pressure. Organizations are restructuring that the approaches that maybe worked in COVID, they're coming out, the talent war. So I think everyone is looking at digital transformation, that meaning, and how does it work within my organization? And in many of those, it's probably around driving efficiencies, cost reductions in operating ways. Some of the more aspirational projects, I think are probably taking a bit of a hold or being managed still in small functional areas. But it's a bit of everything. And I think it really just depends on the context, the intentions of the large digital transformation programs. The timing's probably not quite right. 
for many companies now. But I think the view of learning and implementing examples and driving efficiency still stands. So let me talk to you about that, particularly determining what the right time is and getting the pilots and the examples out there. One of the real challenges I've seen working with my clients is that there are early adopters who are able to achieve amazing things in a pilot structure and an initial proof of concept. But it's really hard to take that behavior, whether it's data-driven decision-making or it's true digital transformation or it's customer knowledge, it's really hard to take that to the edge of the organization. What do you see about how to break down silos, how to get beyond the early adopters in the organization to true change? I think it comes down to some of those fundamentals we discussed, funding, strategy, and Mm -hmm. talent. I think just taking a seed model and commitment, that scaling piece, often you have great examples of functional innovation, functional areas that works, and then breaking out to that. I think it's important to really nurture it for an appropriate amount of time. And I think going too broad too quickly is a challenge sometimes. And my personal view is by taking an approach across lots of different functional teams, you know, you built the infrastructure, you're ready to transform the whole organization. I think there is a step in the roadmap where you drive functional adoption, you really get those proof points, and then organically it will pull through more. And I think sometimes people look, I built the infrastructure, I built the environment, and they go too broad too quickly. What I do think is really important, and what I've seen work fantastically, is business partners. Mm -hmm. So whatever the model, being able to have business partners who have time, who have an interest in that, and who are passionate about it, to really partner, to drive that adoption, I think that is crucial. So retooling organization, how you're structured to get the right people collaborating to deliver that vision, I think is also quite important. I think you probably read in our trends report, I think maybe you were instrumental in writing this part of it, the Novartis example that was in Harvard Business Review and like how interesting it was that they were able to map all of their data in order to be able to make clinical trial teams particularly able to act ahead of interruption. Yeah. So they would see enough live data coming in that they could identify, here's a recruitment challenge, here's a site stand-up challenge, et cetera. What are your thoughts about how close industry is to being able to do that more broadly? That's a great question. I think the first thing to acknowledge, though, Novartis have been on that journey for a long time. That's right? true. Mm-hmm. And they have really worked through it. I mean, the CEO acknowledged that they spent a huge amount of time cleaning historical data, going back through it, and then eventually they had to draw a line under it and move forward. So I think, for example, that company has done a lot in that space. There's other companies, speaking to one of our clients, they have a portfolio of assets, their phase two house, and now they want to go into the big leagues. They want to develop their programs themselves. They want to take it further into phase threes. It's a very different mentality running phase twos mm-hmm. versus the large scale phase three. And what they find is they lack the capabilities that a large farm has. And they're trying to work out what is our model. They're going out, they're buying data analysts, data scientists, they're investing in tech and technology and infrastructure. But now they're in the situation where they're like, we don't quite know how to operationalize it and make it work for us. We know we need to get into the big pharma mentality in space. We know that they integrate four to seven solutions to drive patient recruitment per phase three, but they have no capabilities to do that. So they're really trying to work out how can they work with partners to get that digital transformation, that model way of working Mm -hmm. in-house. And I think that's where partnering really becomes important because they're not going to be able to build it all. They're struggling to do it in-house. And to get to the Novartis model, I think there's little steps where you can work with others, you can augment that, and you can build the in-house expertise and capabilities. So for me, I think partnering is crucial versus going alone. And I think companies like that, who are looking for virtual pharma models, who are smaller, looking to scale, 
look at new ways of working. I think there's a lot of promise there. Not everyone's going to have the luxury of maybe their Novartis level investment, but sure. I think there's ways of working with others in the ecosystem that will give you some of the benefits that digital technology and data analytics can offer. Well, I'll ask you this last question because I know you have extremely high standards. And if I ask you this, you're going to give me the straight and honest truth. How do you think Cineos is doing on being an appropriate partner to our clients in terms of digital transformation and what we're building even for our own capabilities? How do you think we're doing? For me, I think there's always something to be said about consistency and really being able to do that through digitally enabled solutions. I think in some places, our teams are fantastic. We develop differentiated solutions. We're getting great customer feedback. It's really engaging. We have the great people. I think unlocking that with digital transformation, some of the capabilities, IP, the investments we're making, we could be in a really nice position. Ah, oh, Sky, it's been too long since we spent oh, time together. It? it was <laughs> so fun talking with you and getting to learn from you. To everyone watching or listening, thank you so much for joining us on Insights Hub Live, the 2023 Trends Edition. You can visit us at trends.health anytime to find more resources and subscribe to the Senior's Health Podcast for more conversations like this excellent one. Thanks right. for having me. Thanks for now. See you next time. That's all for today's episode of the Cineos Health Podcast. To learn more about our 2021 health trends, visit trends.health. Or if you have comments, suggestions, ideas, or just want to talk about a particular challenge at your life sciences company, please email us at podcast at I've been your host, Leah Householder, and we'll talk more again next time.